0: Mayor Suarez, let's get an update on how things are going. You know, we're calling this panel Miami Crypto City. Well, I think just the fact that we're having this panel means that it is, right? The fact that you guys
1: have decided we're not talking about any other city in America as crypto city. We're talking about Miami as a crypto city and this is the future of of our world. And if we want to be a tech city in Miami, we have to take advantage of these opportunities
2: Welcome back to Why Are We Like This? The only true crime podcast that treats Florida like the active crime scene that it is. I'm David Guinones, and I am joined as always by Tomas
3: Kennedy. Tomas, what's up, man? Good, good, I'm in, uh, I'm in Ecuador right now. <laughs> so, you've so, been deported?
1: <laughs>
3: no, I uh, self-deported, I just uh, needed to get away from uh, the, the grifters and the toxic personalities that we're gonna be talking about in this this episode.
1: Add you didn't go to El Salvador, I noticed. <laughs>
3: yeah, I'm going there next. <laughs>
2: okay, it's thank a
1: tech hub. You. Thank you, yeah. thank you,
2: disembodied voice. Hang on, one second. <laughs> Sorry,
1: <laughs> I'm stepping all over your intro. dude. No, it's
2: fine. We like it. It's it, it mixes things up. We know what we get when we uh, when we invite Why our guest like on. This? <laughs> And of course, uh, we cannot forget our other co-host, Gerald Doherty. Jer, how are you?
0: I'm doing okay. Um, it's extremely cold. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> wishing, I was going to say which I was in Miami, but Ecuador does sound even better than that, honestly. Oh, <laughs> so, maybe one day.
2: So, in in a recent episode, you might remember that we alluded to having a, a, a longer um, conversation about. Miami, its place as the uh, emerging tech hub that it is, right? And uh, Bitcoin, shitcoin, Miami coin, all of these wonderful blockchain adjacent topics are things that we want to get in today with our guest. Uh, we're going to have a conversation about crypto, about Web 3.0, Bitcoin, blockchain, the promises of Silicon Beach. Um, our guest is someone who needs no introduction. He's Miami's most prolific filmmaker, raconteur, and gadfly. You can catch him every Friday on De- the Dan Lebertard Show feed co-hosting the hashtag because Miami podcast he's taking a bit of a break today um from shit talking every city commissioner that we have to talk to us about the yeah (laughs) about the magnificent I was
1: gonna say David that's not fair I don't just shit talk city commissioners I also (laughs) shit talk county commissioners equal
2: opportunity absolutely Uh, So we're going to talk a little bit today about this magnificent tech tech hub that uh, Mayor Francis Suarez has created and the (laughs) part that cryptocurrency and Web3 have played in that transformation uh, that should be happening any day now. Just hold your breath. Billy Corbin, welcome to Why Are We Like This. Thanks, David. Thanks for showing up and for being here for us and talking to us, one of our probably our most well-known guests, especially when you consider the fact that um, Billy has been tearing it up over there on Hulu. Uh, we 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 want to acknowledge. Kind of start off by by talking a little bit about your 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 latest project, um, God forbid, the sex scandal that brought down a dynasty, which um, has been earning quite a bit of plaudits over there. Uh, it's streaming now on Hulu. If somehow you haven't listened, I'm sorry if you haven't watched it yet. Uh, go ahead and, and fire up the Hulu machine and, um, and and put it in your queue, Billy. I was wondering, when did that story of Jerry Falwell, Becky Tilly, um, Giancarlo Granda, their, their friend, uh, when did that land on your radar? And um, before we get into our, our subject today, I just wanted to kind of like pick your brain a little on, on, on how this hmm. became the subject of your most recent documentary.
1: Well, it is a uniquely Miami story, um, but it is playing all over the world on Hulu, Disney Plus, wherever, uh, whatever platform you you have, and whatever uh, territory or country you are you're in. I don't know what it is, uh, Tomas, down where down where you are right now in Ecuador, <laughs> but um, but I'm sure I'm sure you can find it. Um, and it is now, uh, as of uh, uh, last week, they announced it was the most watched documentary in the history of Hulu. Um, which is awesome. Hell yeah. um, and if you haven't seen it, please, please check it out. I look forward to your, to your thoughts. You can still find me on the, um, the, the dying civilization of Twitter and let me know what you, uh, what you think of it. Uh, hashtag God forbid on Hulu. Uh, but w- it was on our radar pretty early because as I mentioned, it is a uniquely uh, Miami story. Um, one of those great kind of like only in Miami stories where just people kind of like meet here in America's Casablanca and then just fuckery festers Uh, from here. And, and one of those great, like Miami butterfly effect stories where a butterfly flaps its wings in Miami beach poolside at the fountain blue, and it changes the course of, of world history. And, and this is one of those stories that, that, um, we found out about because of this unusual real estate transaction that was being reported on, on Alton Road in South Beach. This piece of commercial property cost about $4.65 million. It had an Italian restaurant, a very popular restaurant, Macchialina, it's still there. It had a liquor store at the time, and it had what Politico referred to as a gay-friendly flop house, a uh, youth hostel uh, upstairs. And turns out that this building was, was bought and co-owned by Um, The family of Jerry Falwell Jr. and Giancarlo Granda, this this former pool attendant who met Jerry Falwell Jr. and his wife, Becky, when he was working as a pool boy at the Fountain Blue in the spring of 2012. And uh, Jerry Falwell Jr., is the president, Becky is the first lady, uh, at the time they were, of Liberty University, the largest Christian university in the world. And so what on earth were they doing owning this piece of property with a former pool boy? That became the big question uh, circa about 2017, 2018. And we tracked the story ever since then until June of 2020, when we received an email. Uh, The subject was Giancarlo granda dash pool boy dash Donald Trump and Jerry Falwell Jr. Dash story. And he had me at Giancarlo Grande because I knew exactly who that was. And he was reaching out to us to see if we wanted to to help him tell his story. He wanted to finally come forward after years of rumors about this relationship and what the true nature of the relationship was. Obviously, (laughs) a lot of rumors and the blogosphere and Twitterverse filled in the blanks on this story. And he finally came forward. And the story that he tells is that he was propositioned by Becky Falwell at the pool when he was 20 years old. She was in her mid 40s, I think, at that point and um, had several uh, kind of adult children who were about one of whom was uh, one of the sons was Giancarlo's age. And she asked him if he wanted to go upstairs with her to her room after her his shift. And uh, he said, yeah. But she said, one thing, though, my husband likes to watch. Yes. And that was the beginning of a seven year a cuckold threesome multi-million dollar real estate partnership that may very well have impacted the last two u.s presidential elections
2: an an incredible story a lot of fun one of those um documentaries that when you think it's uh, uh when you think it's 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 kind of reached its apex it ratchets things up another gear and goes into some um some 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 more uh Further places than you would think. So we're 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 pushing for our boy Billy for for um an an Academy Award this year. I know Laura Poitras (laughs) thinks she's got it locked it up. Fuck Laura Poitras. I'm saying it's all Billy Corbin, man. 2023.
1: I I don't know that we're eligible. Um, maybe, maybe we could win an, a Webby award. I don't know what we're eligible for but on Hulu, but I don't think we're eligible for an Academy Award.
0: If, if a cuckold is someone who likes to watch, be a cuckold, watch Billy's movie. That's what I said. Yeah, oh, and, and do what Jerry better.
1: did. Watch from the corner of yeah. the room. Watch the documentary <laughs> yes. from the
0: corner. Yes.
3: Billy, I, have a, actually, I actually have a question about the documentary, and I don't mean to put you in a, in a spot of, of you judging your, um, your subject as a documentarian, but – you know, and we we talked about this privately, too. But watching the documentary, I was very, like, I don't know. I was very curious as to whether you saw Giancarlo as, like, the hero of the story or, like, like a hustler or a grifter, or like, this sort of, like, tragic figure. And the reason why I ask is because, and spoilers, spoilers alert, if you don't want to know about the documentary until you watch it, skip, uh, you know, like, a minute or two. But there's a part in the documentary when, you know, Giancarlo's like fed up, right? He's like, fuck this. The Falwells, like, have completely used me. They've treated me like shit. They haven't lived up to their promises. And I'm tired of it. And he, and and he, when he talks about it in the documentary, he sort of makes it seem and claims, whether truth or not, that it's because of the political ramifications of Jerry Falwell's, like, empire and influence in the you know media political sphere and he talks about the George Floyd protests you know and and uh, and BLM and Trump and how he couldn't stand for the attacks of democracy but then you put his his texts to Jerry Falwell and his texts are basically like bro like he literally says like bro give me my fucking money and we all go our separate ways, and that's it. So, like, I don't know, like, in the, in the, in the interactions w- between him and Jerry Falwell, he never actually articulates, like, hey, like, you're, you know, and I don't, I don't mean to sound righteous, but he never articulates, like, you're, you're doing a harm on the world, and this is why I'm upset. It's more like, you fucked me personally over. And that's not just to judge him, but, you know, to me, it, it was an interesting artistic choice of yours. And I wonder if, like, yeah, if he's, like, again, like a hero or just, like, your typical Miami hustler.
1: So I think when you're making a, a, a movie, people want characters to be simple, right? They want them to be tropes and to fall into certain categories, hero, villain, whatever. Uh, I think this is a documentary, and so I think Giancarlo is extremely complicated. Uh, mm-hmm. as a person, which is why I tried to put as much of the information into it as possible so that we weren't putting our thumb on the scale. It was up to you to decide. And people disagree. Some people think he's a victim. Some people think he's a hero. Some people think he's a hustler. You know, some you know some people think he's a piece of shit. And I'm fine with all of that. You know, I mean... And he you, could
3: be all of them, right?
1: Yeah, I, 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 but I think we all are. We all I, can I, be. I, I yeah, think absolutely. Yeah, I, I think that we all exist, especially in Miami. Yeah. We're all guilty by geography, right? So we all... We all we all exist in a gray area, right? Like there's the white market economy. There's a the black market economy, but most of us live in the gray, in the gray area, whether it's economically, whether it's personality wise or character wise. And I think he's a complicated, a guy who got way in over his head, mind you, uh, in, in this situation and effectively started to drown. Um, no, no, no pool pun uh, intended, but I think that oh, incidentally there were things that didn't make the cut. He, when, when, uh, Jerry Falwell jr. made his statements at convocation in at Liberty you know in front of 10,000 students compulsory attendance it's this very manipulative I one one might even call it an indoctrination um these events that the students have to attend that are very politicized uh it became the favorite stop for everyone from the Trump universe to come and be able to have this captive audience of young minds to mold and um he made this remark about, uh, after the San Bernard Dino shootings. Um, they they have a very very uh, active, shall we say, uh, concealed weapons course at the university that that Jerry Falwell Jr. highly encouraged students to be armed. He claimed that he was armed on stage at the event and started talking about how everybody should have guns so we can, quote, kill these Muslims before they kill us, end quote. And and I have text messages between Giancarlo and Jerry, where Giancarlo, who was working with um the manager at the at the hostel that they owned and ran in, in South Beach at the time was was uh, was Muslim. And Giancarlo pushed back, and he texted him and said, "This is not appropriate, and this is make you know, th- this is uh, a violent rhetoric. It's hateful, and it's and on a personal level, it's making me uncomfortable at our business that we co own, you know, together. So, um, so I've seen him, or I've seen evidence, I should say, of him pushing back uh, on Jerry. That's not to say that that it that it um, that it kind of proves he's one." he's a hero or a villain or whatever but it just it just goes to show that there is more material out there i mean he, he we put this guy through the ringer as far as like vetting him went yeah. i mean like you know I, no one was taking his word for it i mean we we uh, he had to provide receipts uh, and and corroboration for everything that wound up in the cut some of the things we cut out was not because he couldn't provide corroboration but because we just didn't have didn't have time uh, and it wasn't because i didn't believe him it's just because like c- certain things we just if we're gonna make claims we need to be able to show that there is some evidence of this uh and he had much more evidence than what even wound up in the doc, be it T- copious amounts of text messages, emails, photographs, videos, one of which particularly explicit, we we excerpt some of the least explicit parts of at the end of the doc, which is kind of his, you know, sort of, as far as the evidence is concerned, his kind of mic drop moment. But I think he's a real complicated yeah. guy. And, I, and I, I, again, I tried to put a bunch of different things in there. And some of the things I think were kind of mixed up in his mind. I, I, I described the documentary as like, get out meets the righteous gemstones, yeah. you know, cause this guy was, this guy was honey trapped <laughs> into this world of power and privilege and religion. And he, He just said it was intoxicating. He admitted that, you know, being in their inner circle, rubbing shoulders with literally the most powerful people in the world, shaking hands with the future president of the United States, and then being business partners and being a a, a real estate millionaire 11 months after meeting these people at his pool boy job when he's 20, 21 years old. And now um, Jerry Falwell becomes the kingmaker, the first evangelical leader to endorse Donald Trump uh, in a primary with. Ted Cruz with who, who was thought to be the evangelical candidate in that race. Yep. And it completely swung, uh, you know, it changed Donald Trump's fate at that point. So, so this kid just didn't know what, I mean, he's, he's from Westchester, Miami, yeah. you know, he was, we, we went to St. Brendan's, he was putting himself raised, you know, Catholic conservative, um, a Cuban father, Mexican mother, very religious, uh, and he was putting himself through FIU, uh, going to uh, working at the Fountain Blue, and so this guy just didn't. I mean, this is not anything that he had thought would ever happen to him in his life, and it was a very dysfunctional relationship, I should say. So he was he was fucked up, you know, like in it it fucked him up.
2: There's a there's a special characteristic in Miami kids, and Billy, you 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 um you know sort of embody this as well. There's like a certain kind of
1: we live with our parents
2: well yeah that too you live with parents well into your well into your late 30s yeah there's that too um but no there's like a I I would say it's like a cheese but it's like a, a type of I and the reason I bring it up is because this is a kid who had the I don't know that Miami-ness about him to say you know what let me talk to a documentarian let me be a guy who's on Hulu and I wonder how many times Falwell's and Liberty University got away with things when it was a kid from. You know, from you know Cleveland, or a kid from you know Des Moines, or something like that, who yeah, doesn't Link's have course. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Who doesn't have that? Like that. Ex- that Miami gene, where fuck it, bro. I'll talk to Billy Corbin. I don't give a shit. Like you know, I, these meanwhile, people I'm piss sorry. me off.
1: <laughs> he's like, he's like more of a gringo than I am. This guy is yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like he's. It's funny. He's this, like Cuban Mexican kid from Westchester, but like he's like so like he passes, man. Like yeah. he, to- like his accent, like it's totally. I don't know. Like, it's kind of wild. I, I, he's never going to joke with him.
2: He, he's never going to have any problems with the job interview. He's going to have problems with the Googling his name
1: afterwards. When they yeah. Pro- highly problematic. Yeah. This is a guy who, when you Googled his name before this scandal, you got three <laughs> hits. You got his Twitter, his, his Insta and his LinkedIn, you know? And then yeah. after about 2018, it was pool boy, this pool boy, that, and none of the facts at the time, just pure like rumor and conjecture and theories yeah. and I mean, a lot of blogs. I remember, da- I
2: remember Danny McBride saying that like he couldn't write, he could, they couldn't make that a gemstones plot because nobody would buy it, nobody would believe it. It's too crazy. Like, oh,
1: it's ludicrous, <laughs> and, and and like, well, no, it's like, and it's and it's also like a porn thing, you know. Yeah. It's like the p- pool boy cuckolded, like, if, like it's too, it's like, it's it's, it's absurd, terrible. you know. Yeah. yeah, and I actually, I, I had an idea for a while until we sort of like early on, I thought, hey, we should do reenactments with porn stars. <laughs> But like, but no, but no sex, just the porn actors, like doing the dialogue, like, like doing like stilted read line readings of like bad dialogue and everything. And (laughs) I thought that would be I thought that'd be funny. And so we we went we went with something similarly campy, but obviously the story takes a turn. And I, I that's what I like about it is that, like, my favorite movies are the ones that if if I showed you the first five minutes and the last five minutes. You would say there's no way this is the same. What
2: the same hell movie. happened in between?
1: Yeah, like like <laughs> Psycho. Like there's no way that you can you can predict what happens in the hour and thir- you know, forty minutes in between. There, it's the same thing here. If I showed you the first five minutes of this and the fir- last five minutes of God forbid, you'd be like, this is not clearly from two different documentaries so it's it's a wild ride it almost like has two halves, you know and so we couldn't get too funny with it because i think it gets kind of serious you know
2: Yeah. so i want to i want to awkwardly transition us into our main um subject but again uh no we're
1: talking about cuckolds joe Carollo is a perfectly Carollo. good perfectly <laughs> natural segue there <laughs> joe carroyo is that how you say it?
2: so this is this is actually the perfect time i think for us to be having this conversation because we're just cu- hitting the end of art basil week and Many of the rubes out there, probably uh, lacking sophistication, <laughs> think that Art Basel is about art, but it's not. Much like no. uh, New York Fashion Week has nothing really to do with fashion. Um, no no,
1: no art, all Basel. And I presume basil. that Basel is a French word for cocaine.
2: Yes. yes. And you can way. Yeah, they, they they have the uh, public mountain of cocaine that, you know, somewhere in, in Wynwood that you can, you know, it's floating around. It's like a secret party. It's like going to a uh, MF Doom show in 2004. You have to, like, know the right you, people.
0: You flash them your bored ape and they give you access to the coke, man. Okay?
2: <laughs> Jerry, that's exactly it. That is what yeah. I was trying to say. And that is that Art Basel, like so many other things that are sort of centered around Miami, It's about whatever the hot thing in the moment is or was six months ago because Miami, we're always like tragically trailing behind. Like we are always six months uh, living in the past, which is why I was not surprised to see so much. And Billy, I'm wondering if you were surprised to see so much sort of deference and attention still played to this wheezing, dying industry, this like this, this floating collection of scams that is Web3. Uh, crypto and but it's like it's like it's you walk through art basil in the day of our lord december 3rd 2022 and you would think that it's 2021 you would think that it's the
3: the the last super bowl commercial just just real quick the worst part is that not only are they peddling crypto but like they are peddling nfts hard which is like one hard that can't
1: still be a thing i thought we had
3: a consensus on this shit i thought that we all
2: agreed damn that was stupid
0: well, well, that's the thing. If there's if they're still pushing crypto, NFTs are just a vehicle for crypto. Yeah. So if you're pushing one, you have yeah. to sell the other. to
3: numerous galleries where they have just like NFT, quote unquote, art projection on the walls, and I'm just like, are people fucking insane? Like,
1: like. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it was last year at at Art Hassle. I wound up um <laughs> inadvertently sitting with these these two guys. We had like a mutual friend at the same table in South Beach. Really nice guys, young guys, clearly very smart guys, and they were introduced to me as being in the NFT racket business, whatever <laughs> whatever they said.
2: And industry.
1: And I was like I'm like I'm trying to understand this. I'm a content creator and at the time obviously you know, the storyline was all of these content creators getting into this space, um, whether they were somehow memorializing imagery from past works or creating new work customized for this technology. I wanted to understand it. And so here are two people in this industry here in Miami, this is last year, um, in Art Basel, effectively I, I, peddling this technology. And I'm like, okay, so you know, talk to me like I'm five. Like, explain this to me. And wh- and here I am. You're in this business. I'm a content creator. Like, presumably we can make money together doing this. So tell me. You know, give me the, give me the pitch. I didn't understand it. Like, it, it was like one of those things where like I I, I turn into a five year old. Where you're like, but why? But why? Yeah. But what about this? But what about that? And like nothing quite makes sense so it's it's a total so so we were we were
3: wrong from a we were wrong from a billy corbin ftx super bowl commercial because this guy Jesus. did a bad pitch
1: no i i certainly would have been the larry dave and the, i don't think so I don't, I don't think, I don't
2: uh, you know think what so. though yeah. you know what though that money spends the same that money <laughs> spends
1: the same. yeah but you know but i also have to look at myself in the mirror yeah. you know like i have a conscience and i don't and and i and i don't feel like you know like i'm 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 in some sort of fucking MLM pitch, you know, infomercial kind of, I mean, like, get out of here. I mean, I might as well be selling Miracle Spring Water at that point. You know, I'm yeah. I'm selling, mag- you're, you're selling magical beans is what you're selling. And it seemed quite obvious to me. Uh, and and I wanted to be, I this is a classic case of like me wanting to be wrong. I want to be wrong every single day I wake up. I want to be proven wrong, right? I mean, all, all the time. So it's one of those things that I went to people, smarter than me and said, explain this to me, right? You're, you're doing this. You're making money doing this. Tell me how I can make money doing this in a way that makes sense where I see the value where I, I can in good conscience peddle this to a third party or to an end user or to, or to our audience, you know, and in, in a way that, that makes me feel like not a snake oil salesman. And it turns out you, they couldn't, they couldn't explain it to me in a way that made me feel clean and logical about what this this scheme was and so obviously imaginary coins were were not a thing that I was going to invest in but this is where they say this is this is why for uh, uh, Mayor Ponzi Postalita Francis Suarez is such a classic con man um, we, anybody who knows what con is short for, it's short for confidence. Okay, yeah. you have to gain con, and in order to do that, you have to. What do I say? Miami is where where truth is hate and lies are love. We don't have reality; we have realty, right? Yeah. So everybody has to. So you have to keep selling the bubble. You have everybody has to be in on the scheme to sell the dream, or else the bubble bursts. So you. So so when when you hear when you hear people like. Francis Suarez or any of these uh, uh crypto cowboys going like, oh, you're just a hater, bro. Yeah. You need to like you're just a hater. It's like, you mean I'm a truth teller? Because no. the second you tell the truth about a Ponzi scheme, everybody loses their money.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, if you tell people that you know there's no such thing as fairies, Tinkerbell's gonna die. So you're killing Tinkerbell <laughs> in right. that way. You there's you have to believe.
1: Right. And you ha- and that's that's what the second these guys say. It's not real. This whole thing is a lie. Then it all goes away. Then they don't get a greater fool tomorrow. Right. To come right. in and b- that's the whole, that's the whole, you have, to, and we don't get, new luxury real estate buyers to show up tomorrow. If we don't keep saying Miami has the best government, it has the best infrastructure, it has the best schools, it has the best where for who it's like, it has the best quality of life, the best parks, the best like w- infrastructure. Like, what are you saying? Like people can't came- moved here. Uh, I mean, all of the tech bros that got me too, out of Silicon Valley came to Miami at yeah. the start of the pandemic and then started talking about Miami as a as a mythological place that none of us who have spent our lives here recognized anymore, we're like Bi- what are you talking Billy, about,
2: Billy? Billy, I want to I want to read you a couple things from it. In researching this article, I found some interesting stuff when I was researching this this episode that we're doing right now. Stuff that I sort of that all of us sort of ambiently knew, but might have like zipped past us in the you know the the chaos that the last two years has been. And one of the things that I came across was this article uh, on a publication called Shift Moving uh, which I guess is kind of Silicon Valley adjacent and you know, focused on selling a lot of the same snake oil that we're talking about here. Headline of the article is Miami is the next great tech hub. Ah, yeah, it's a funny we laugh at these articles from back in 2020, right? Oh, shit. Wait, that's March 31st, 2022 that that was written. That was like (laughs) six or seven months ago. Um, And I just wanted to highlight uh, the many advantages uh, that Silicon Valley folks, such as the proprietors of shift moving are taking uh, are enjoying um, by making the leap to Miami, such as moving with family can give a discount on property tax, depending on the municipality, as well as if you move early enough. I'm having a hard time. I mean, like, are they talking about homestead? I have like, no, what, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, d- this has become the most expensive property market in the fucking country, and the most resistant to the one, to the uh, property market, to the slowly descending prices around the country, while places like Austin and whatever bay area all of them are sort of starting to see a little bit more re- reasonable decline no man miami's still going to the moon how the fuck are you saving money by moving to miami <laughs>
1: it, it, well, it has to it, it,
2: in, it, it's paid to play but wait you say that tomas but hang on a second because you haven't heard the second bullet point <laughs> Happy workers. It's
1: it's, it's it's Miami. There's never one bullet. There's always a lot of bullets. <laughs> so
2: exactly six in the chamber right here. Happy workers make for better work environments. And the reverse is true, too. This is the case with Miami, which has been voted many times as being an extremely friendly working environment. So much, f- so,
1: so, <laughs> so much so. By who? By Kanye West? By who? <laughs> so Sorry. much so
2: that people have expressed how welcome they have felt as well as how helpful the locals have been to them. <laughs> what? And I don't know if any of you guys have any significant others who are in um, a Facebook group called Miami or Miami Moms on Facebook. But I think I've talked about this in the in the in the show before where half of the posts there are women with their profile pictures or their their banner pictures like back in their california homes but have just moved to miami in recent months and asking and, they, and a lot of the que- the posts are the tenor of does anyone know where i can get a good cuban coffee without speaking spanish and it like, seems like pretty much the, the 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 gist of the folks that are coming and um you know i, I imagine they're pretty happy and I'm, I'm sure they're gonna find lots of happy workers waiting to do all their happy
1: well, their workers their bidding <laughs> here in miami Workers, dude. I, I want to take a step back to the date on the article because I think you yeah. have to just acknowledge like what a bizarre long year this has been. Uh as as we are as we as we mercifully approach the end of it, and like <laughs> how much the I mean, you're talking about like three months ago, Francis Suarez was on a podcast yes. with SBF with talking about, like. Yeah. talking about what a hero he is the quotes about FTX like how the company perfect as as the, on the eve of their opening their Miami headquarters how the the company perfectly uh, represents the ethos of Miami in this moment for us in terms of being competitive and and, and you know Sam's environment you, you know he's in an ultra competitive environment you know you're always looking for what is that edge i think in the case of, of ftx for sam you know it's indisputable that his big investment has produced tremendous return on investment in terms of the the the, the great media that he's gotten um for for already uh, like he said on day one on day one he could pay for it and on day one he got <laughs> probably a, an incredible return on his investment so he's clearly a good investor by the way Turned out to be inadvertently true, but yep. uh, <laughs> truer than Francis knew at the time. But like, Not how you don't hope. even have to go. You don't have to go back to spring of this year, David. You could go back to like fall of this year, late summer yeah. of this year, to find yeah. like stuff that like like at the time w- was absurd, and yeah. anybody who was like like paying a modicum of attention knew that. But now it's just like. It's always, as as Tomas would say, cringe, pure cringe.
3: And Billy, I I want to interject here because, like, you're kind of burying the lead. I I, I share share on Twitter uh, a part that actually you, David, clipped, which is, I think, the best part of that podcast, which is when the interviewer asked Scam, Banker, and Fraud, they're like, how did you get a 19-year, like, contract for the Heat Arena when you've only been a company for one year and, you know, SBF just kind of goes through this like nonsensical word salad of an answer where he just says, like, "Well, you know," he basically says like, we've done so well this one year that we don't have to worry about the next 18 years.
0: And Sam, I mean, crypto moves so quickly, but one part of this deal is that uh, at least the Miami Herald
1: reported that it's a 19 year deal. I know you might yeah. not be sharing the duration, but, you know, people look at that and ftx is a company that didn't exist four years ago i mean how can a 19-year deal be safe for such a new company i remember a few years back in college sports there was something called the bitcoin bowl and it had a crypto sponsor it was supposed to be a three-year sponsorship
0: and then the sponsor had to pull out after one year how can you guarantee the county you know we're good for 19 years
1: yeah i totally hear you on that and it's, it's a good question and i mean you know without going into the details um, it's, it's been, um, it, it's been a pretty good year for us and, you know, to the point where frankly, we, you know, we don't need to rely on the other 18 years, um, you know, to, to have the, 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 funds for this. So we've got, um, it's been, it's been a phenomenal year for, for a number of businesses and, uh, and for, for, you know, the crypto industry in particular, and then I think us even more so. Um, and so that's given us a, a pretty big, uh, question.
3: Wow, that didn't yes. turn out to go yes. to be yes. that way. But the, the best part of that is that Francis Suarez, you we should clip this audio and video, David, into this episode. Uh, Francis we'll, Suarez for the in. whole minute that scam, bank run, fraud is, is speaking, he's just like looking at his phone, like 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 a like a like a teenage girl just like looking <laughs> at his phone, probably on Tinder. Like I think he's I think he's moving like his hand left, like
0: Swiping. and
3: just like Tinder. Grindr. Yeah, and then at the end, when when Scanbanker and Fraud finishes finishes the answer, he just looks up. Legal, legal
2: disclaimer: We do not know if he was on Grinder or not. Legal disclaimer.
3: But yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. he looks up, gives this the stupidest grin and a double thumbs up when SPF finishes talking, and then and then he just like That's nods, great. and they just keep going.
1: Also, what? Can the, I, Can I? Just, fuck? Can we talk for a moment that that we don't have leadership here? We just have, like, Breakfast. we just have.
2: Shepherds into the next con. uh,
1: Not even these these are not leaders. They are followers. These are people who are on the payroll of these various oligarchs. And in many cases, not just oligarchs, but con men and con women, Ponzi schemers going to Ponzi scheme. Uh, Not that I have a problem. I I can't say I don't have a problem with that. But what I'm saying is that's going to happen. We know that's going to happen. But why is the government complicit in this? Why are why are our elected officials a party to these cons? That's just like that's, you know, and and I'm not nor am I suggesting he has to call them out. But to not only be a cheerleader for them, I'm going to go one step further. I'm going to say that these people are his clients. I'm going to say that when he goes to yeah. work as the mayor, which is only one of his three paying gigs, by the way, and he never he's goes. not going. He never goes. He's not going to work for his constituents. He's going to work for his clients, and I mean clients. I mean people uh, uh, who pay him, on yeah. whose payroll he is on. Whether it's through his law firm, which has a very prominent, uh, you know, crypto blockchain Web three uh, practice, um, whether it's through more obvious means like contributions to his campaign or political committees, whether it's this other uh, uh, hedge fund or, or real estate fund that he's a party to, whether it's hiring his father at a Chicago-based boutique crypto law firm, because when I want to know about Web three, I hire an eighty-year-old man. Uh, you know, like, like yeah. doesn't make X-Man. any. So, so what I'm saying is, is that like, is this is. So dirty and so rotten when you had the mayor of one of the poorest cities in the country who is working as the secret unregistered lobbyist for the richest people in the world. And in fact... uh We know this from from the Miami Herald, that he was, in fact, working as the secret unregistered lobbyist for the richest zip code in the entire United States, Fisher Island, while he was allegedly serving as the mayor. I say allegedly because he's not serving as the mayor. He's not. He's working for these rich people and his constituents are his victims. They are his victims. And he is a predator preying on the people of Miami.
3: He's an unregistered lobbyist for un- unregulated securities. <laughs> it <laughs> sounds fully on the up up, up and up. With, with yeah.
1: yeah, this is like a, this is like a criminal inception. It's a crime within a crime folding <laughs> yeah. in in within a crime. I mean, it's it's a, and, and of course it can only happen in Miami. People are coming here because you have a mayor who put a for sale sign out in front of City Hall. They're not coming here to To be a part of a better community or a better government or better infrastructure or better quality of life. They are here because this is a government that they can buy, that this is a place where fuckery can flourish. This is a place where we are uniquely permissive
2: well let me say really quick all of this really quick i want to tell you guys something that i that i came across in researching this episode because i was going back through um my times as a my time as a journalist at the miami herald i remembered the city of miami website actually being a pretty decent uh source of archived information like if you needed to know what the administration was saying at a given point in time in history you could go there and you could find it and it, it was just a just a it's not like some um, you know, great trade. I mean, it's just the most basic thing you can expect from a government is some transparency. Uh, but I found as I was researching that not only did they, uh, did they move from that sort of, um, they used to have a model where they just dumped all of their press releases and you could search them pretty easily. They moved into this content management system, the city of Miami. You'll see all of the press releases stop at 2018, and then they spring you into this sort of dynamic content management thing. You'll be surprised to learn that, um, while it is searchable, terms like Web3, Miami Coin, Bitcoin, blockchain, and Tech Hub, things that I'm pretty sure the city has talked about a lot in the last couple of years, weirdly you can't find any of the press releases about that. And uh, yeah, maybe it's just a technical problem or something. But I think having lived in Miami for your whole life and you know, for all of us for quite significant periods of time. It, it, it doesn't sound like it's a technical problem. You're talking about a guy who is reputation laundering right now who somehow has an aspiration, not just for higher office, but has fucking Forbes and ridiculous business magazines asking, could he be the, you know, the mayor that becomes president one day, <laughs> which that's exactly what Billy just did is the exact response that that deserves. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah.
3: Let, let, me, let me tell you, let me tell a story that kind of colors the effects that this has on real people, you know, aside from like the abstract. So in, in September of 2021, last year, I went to buy a new car. I went to CarMax uh, and I was like, I don't want this shit like getting delivered to me. I'm like a boomer that way. I want to go and just pick up my fucking car. So I went and I, I, I you know, I, I uh, met with the car sales guy, who's very nice, very friendly guy, helped me out a ton, got me my car, ready to drive out the lot. So I started, you know, befriending this guy because, you know, he's a, he a cool guy and, I, and he just starts talking to me about cryptocurrencies at, a, at, a, at a one point. And he starts like, you know, it's, it's the greater fool scam, right? It, it's, it's an MLM. So even though he's a nice guy, he's trying to get me into it, right? He's trying to get me to buy in. So he's like, you got to download this app, bro. I forgot which – it was like one of these like Coinbase-like apps. He's like, this app is great, bro. It has access to all these coins that there's normally not in all the other apps. It, it even gives you like metrics and, and information on which coins are performing better or not. you know. And, and he starts telling me like, like, I've invested all of my life savings into this, bro. No. Oh, and I was – with the bros and everything. And I'm like, brutal. how much money did you put in this? He's like $75,000. And I'm like oh. – you might want to diversify your investments a little bit. Maybe like yeah. 10, 20 if you're feeling bullish. But, I, you know, I'm not a financial advisor, but I would I would diversify it a little bit. But he tells me, no, man, at this point next year, I'm going to be a millionaire. And then I asked him, you know, I was like, well, I want to ask you, what do you, because obviously, you know, I want to get political. So I'm like, what do you think about Francis Suarez? And he's like, I think that guy's a fucking visionary. I think that guy is like doing wonders for this city. So, that like, it, it's, it's what you said, Billy. Like, what, what you're talking about, the constituents being victims and he being a predator, it's true. Like, he's a predator and he's giving legitimacy to all of these other con artists in the eyes of the unsuspecting public who expect their mayor to behave responsibly, right? I mean, he's the mayor of Miami, he's got to this position, and they don't know that he's just a rich kid that, you know, is wearing his dad's, you know, oversized suit. Um, but yeah, that, that is the consequences, you know, working class people just investing all of their life savings and that guy probably lost it all. Cause he was like, I I asked him, he was like invested in all of these coins that probably went to shit.
1: Here's the thing about this. Someone asked me the other day, do you think that this is just, you know, it's a, a boom and bust cycle. Obviously the entire economy is in a major downturn, you know, um, there's a lot of stocks and a lot of companies that have lost, you know, well into double digits of their of their value this past year. Um, Isn't it possible that this is obviously just it's disproportionately impacting crypto, uh, but there's going to be a rebound. And I'll say, okay, (laughs) let's start with the fact that I believe that Bitcoin and Ethereum will will rise again. Will will there there will be some come there are people are there are enough people who have bought into that and enough i think sort of institutional um and legacy uh, financial institutions I should say that that have bought in that that will 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 see that come back like as a part of any like any other security or like any other part of element of the market. Here's the problem. It means the whole pitch was a fucking lie because it wasn't yep. supposed to be tethered. It was supposed to be immune from these Correct. market conditions. Right. It was supposed to not be impacted by inflation. It was supposed to not right. be, uh, not supposed to ride the market up and down. And even the and even the, the coins that were that were allegedly tethered to the dollar weren't e- they, like yeah. they were just worth yeah. the, stable coins. That yeah. was bullshit. Like so, what I'm saying is, is that like. Okay, if you're like, okay, this is going to come back, sure, there's going to rebound, but everything we told you about this to date, about this unregulated security to date, has been a lie. The whole pitch about its security and its safety for people, incidentally, who cannot afford to be illiquid, they need access to their money to pay for shit that they need.
2: The retail investors, every single
1: day, food, shelter, clothing, not people who live paycheck to paycheck, but people who live tip jar to tip jar. Okay, people who work for a living, who cannot afford to have their money tied up in magical beans that are going to fluctuate with the market. That's why so few people. That's that's why the middle class and the poor have been basically aren't even in the market because they can't afford to have their they can't afford to let it ride on 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 the Dow. You know, for the next 20 years, you know, because, yes, the Dow always wins, just like the Miami real estate market, if you can afford to ride those waves. But people can't afford to ride those waves. Okay, and now, as Warren Buffett said in the Great Recession, he said, when the tide goes out or only when the tide goes out, do we discover who's been swimming naked? And that's what happened here. And it turns nope. out the vast majority of the crypto market, when you were talking to, to to these crypto cowboys, these imaginary coin hustlers, okay, um, they would tell you, you've heard this, this made up stat. They're like, okay, so bro, like, okay, so yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like 99% of these cryptocurrencies are total bullshit scams. But it's like, I'm sorry. Not Don't mine. butt me. You're you're trying to sell <laughs> me into this thing and you just prefaced your statement with 99% of my of this market of this sector is scams. Yeah. So it's like what is this thing? And it's it's not a currency, it has no utility, okay? It is it is it is totally speculative um and it and uh and and most of them have no value, let alone what you paid for it.
0: It's it's shameful. Not- not to get too nerdy, but to drill down on your point, in times of economic uncertainty in the market, things like currencies or like what are called like futures, like gold, uh, wheat, what have you, those prices remain stable because they're considered to be safe bets.
2: Yeah, recession-proof.
0: Bitcoin will, like to Billy's point, if the market's tanking, Bitcoin is also tanking. Because in reality, it's a digital commodity. Well, it's right. not an alternative currency. <laughs> if I had to bet money as to what is going to deliver the final death knell to Bitcoin, um, it would be Jerome Powell because uh, he keeps announcing he's going to up interest rates in order to trigger a recession. Mm-hmm. I think if he's successful, given everything that's already happened within the crypto markets already, I would have to think that a crash you know of that magnitude would basically even if people wanted to put money into crypto, I don't think they could do it.
3: no, I was gonna say, you know, there's just not a lot of like discretionary spending in the you know in the public right now. So I think, I think there's like a lot of factors, right, that are going to lead to like the complete collapse of cryptocurrency. One, I think is what you're saying, Gerald, just like the overall trends, you know, that are like affected by the decisions of the feds, by the, the overall labor market, by the overall economy, by, you know, like the logistical and supply chains of the global markets. But also like we can't discount that like the people that peddle this stuff are just complete fucking grifters who can't help themselves. They're greedy little pigs like Sam Bankman-Fried, who was literally like dipping into like his his exchange for customer funds and using it to buy like real estate, you know, under the name of his parents and family. Like they are greedy little pigs who can't help themselves. And it's not about a libertarian revolution or like a war in central banking or replacing fiat currency. Fuck that. These people are just MLM pyramid scheme peddlers. And they're just out there to make a buck. And they're so greedy that their scams fall upon the weight of their own greed.
1: But this shift, you know, during the the pandemic, this shift yeah. to the retail market, you know, lay people sitting around buying crypto. um you know thinking it was going to be this it was just a casino that's yeah. all it was it was just a casino it's just video that, blackjack yeah yeah that everybody lost that's all it was i right. mean and and uh, anyone responsible for drawing that that part of the market what i mean by that is people who can't afford it people who can't afford to take $75,000 their life savings and go in, in, and walk into a casino and put it all on a you know bet it all on a roulette spin you know like you like that that's what happened here and you and you had people from some, the biggest celebrities in the world the biggest sports stars in the world to the heads of, of government yeah. um who were who were a uh, shilling for this and it was just i mean I, I think we'll look back on it i mean for some of us we saw it contemporaneously we called it as we saw it we're like why is this happening what is happening yeah. this is insane and we didn't see it we're the haters we're the naysayers right. we Th- just no, that vision we just that's exactly
2: out. it billy i want to i want to i want to put that flashlight kind of flip it around and point it at uh, at us at miami at miami inns and kind of explore why we like when i read in 2018 or 2019 this like glossary of all of the different Bitcoin and Web3, uh, acronyms, things like FUD and like, you know, have, have fun staying poor and, uh, don't let the hater, like the haters dominate. It, it, it speaks to what you were talking about before. And I, I, well, one of the first it. things
1: any cult does is changes the language is it creates right. its own I'm like in language like, and out language. Are you hodling? Yeah. Are you a hodler? I'm like, what does that mean? They're like, holding. I'm like, then why don't you just call it holding? Because you yeah. can't. What? Because you have to be in the know. You have to be on the They speak their own language. Yeah, That's the their first own thing. Culture. It, it's the first thing any any cult does. I mean, it's the reason why Starbucks calls a small a tall. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, It it's 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 funny because like I'm less concerned about. The parasites that want to eat our flesh versus all of us who are so eager to have our flesh eaten. We're like, no, man, this is great. The the, the car dealer. I mean, I was going to ask at the end of this this section of the interview, like, if you guys know folks who've been in this situation because I do, and they're like middle class people, and they're 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 not the kind of people that can be throwing this money away. And now they're telling us like, oh man, we had to cancel that trip to Disney because we ate shit on you know Dogecoin or whatever. And yeah, and. Ah. Yeah, and and I, I just like it, it, it's it seems like this is a spe- spe- I, I don't think we're giving enough, enough credit to Bitcoin for what this the scam that it is, because it is a self-perpetuating scam. When it's Bernie Madoff when, when when Bernie Madoff was caught, he knew it was over. He knew I better either off myself or head to prison and get ready. But. This is a scam where there will never be. There will be crops of people that either off themselves, or if you read the headlines these days, pretend to off themselves, and or or go head off to prison, or you know piss off the wrong people. And well, and he, he headed
1: he headed off to prison where Killery got him.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> along with in.
1: McAfee and Epstein.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the the list grows longer.
3: Speaking of the Clintons, going back to what you're talking about political leaders, let's just not forget that Bill Clinton. And fucking Tony oh Blair were on stage with Sam Bank, Banker and Fraud on a conference in the fucking Baham- Bahamas. Like, come the fuck on.
1: Come on. The, o- the only thing the only thing that surprised me about that is that Bill Clinton didn't take the Lolita Express to get there. OK, come on. I mean, what do you I mean, what are you talking about?
2: I got a place guy, down you know? there. Don't worry. But, I got a place on a little island called St. James. But David,
1: I, I, I you <laughs> make an interesting point. Cause I was saying it's 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 a I mean, it was the same thing as a cult. It's 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 a fraternity. It's it's yeah. as the FOMO, as the kids call it. But you think about Animal House, you know, thank you, sir. May I have another. Right, you think about that mentality of just people who so desperately want to belong as a part of something. They and and particularly a get rich quick scheme, but a get rich quick scheme that is filled with people that want to pat your back, that want to tell you how great and how smart you are for being a part of this thing, who want to teach you their yeah. secret handshake and their secret language, and want you to be a you want to be a part of something. So many people are out, especially the last two years, out there lonely, you know, sitting yeah. on the other side of a, of a device, not really connecting with anybody in the world. And this gave people an opportunity to to feel like they were a part of something and also getting rich at the same time. I mean, it's it's pathetic, but I don't yeah. understand Greek life either on campuses like, I, you know, that's not something that I ever was was drawn to. But but people are and i and I think you 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 can't you know and, and politically in this moment just these kind of broken brain gullible lost souls that are sort of just adrift in this world trying to find something to tether themselves to and trying to and trying to figure out why they are not rich why they are not popular why yeah. why men don't adore why why you know men don't want to be them and women want to be with them why you know, why not why am I being well it must be because you know, uh, uh, this, this. I need to be a part of these magical coins. I must be because, uh, you know, uh, uh, uh gay people have too many rights, or black people have too many rights, or there's a, a Jewish cabal controlling everything. And then you have these people who are susceptible to to these these cult like endeavors, which is exactly what crypto is.
0: I was gonna say, I think there's an el- there's definitely a strong element among the evangelists for that mindset, but I think among casual fans i kind of get it like i'll be honest like especially as like wealth is increasingly concentrated in fewer and fewer hands if you have aspirations to have a house if you have aspirations to have a car and a family and you have two options it's i can either go to work (laughs) and hopefully save if i'm making enough to save uh at my job or i could roll the dice on the magic beans i understand why some people would say you know what I know which one I'm not going is not going to lead to a house or a car and a family it's probably not working for whatever wages I can get in some you know fucked over town I'll roll the dice with the beans I certainly I, I, do I certainly get it. I certainly understand Among the casuals you know yeah. what? I certainly yeah, yeah. understand People
1: the I certainly understand the appeal of crypto far more than I understand the appeal of soccer. I'll admit that. Sure, um, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, at least you, at least you might make some money with crypto. But I want to make this very important point, which I'm, I'm sure, Tomas has made ad nauseum in uh, over the course of your podcast, um, which is that. We were talking about, Gerald uh, Jerry, Jerry was making the point earlier about where your money was safe in an economic downturn. And obviously, no. not in, in cryptocurrencies, as Correct. we've learned, um, even, though they, even though they're even though they totally immune to these market uh, conditions, obviously. Um, let's look at, I'm sure there's, there's a more recent one, but let's look at the most recent financial disclosure uh, da- data that we have on Francis Suarez. Let's do it. In
0: his now, Billy, crypto- I'm going to stop you.
2: I'm going to stop you right yeah. there because there's like this guy. Yeah, like it's easy to beat up on him because I'm sure he lost all his money investing in crypto, right? That's what dude. you're about to tell dude. us, dude.
1: No, no. <laughs> what I'm about to tell you is that he has no money invested in crypto. What I'm about no. to tell you is this guy hasn't put his his fake <laughs> money where his mouth is. What I'm telling you is that what? this guy, this guy, is trying to convince schmucks like you and me. To Talk get to into him. the to buy these magic beans and he, and that Sam that Sam Bankman Freed uh, is the smartest guy and the greatest guy with the best company come to Miami, bro. And this guy, as of last year, a mayor who claims to take his paycheck in Bitcoin, which number one is. Total bullshit because the government is not allowed by law. The, the Miami cannot pay him in Bitcoin. So we, he clarifies it by, well, I buy Bitcoin, bro, with my paycheck. But by also, that's only one of his three, at least three paychecks. And it's not even his biggest paycheck, even though it comes directly out of, you know, it's what is it, three times the median income uh, of a uh, of a Miamian. He had about just over ten thousand dollars in his cryptocurrency wallet as of last year. Just over ten thousand dollars. But hang on, but, but in is, his he bank,
3: holding, is, is he holding? In,
1: hodling? Is is he, hodling? Is he hodling? Is he, is he is he in his in his bank account? He had eight hundred and fifty thousand U.S. dollars, and in and and declared seven hundred thousand dollars in real estate investments. So, to Gerald's point. His money is where it should be. <laughs> his yeah, money yeah. is where His money is where all it should be in cash and just in case the the is going to turn down so you have some res, you know you're liquid you have some reserves on hand to be able to afford uh, to to navigate those rough waters and it's in real estate, okay? Yeah. It's not in crypto. Like that like it's what listen, at least SBF if you believe him, his net worth went from 20 billion a $100,000. At least he took the ride. You know what I mean? Nice. Yeah, he might. Yeah, he stole a bunch of money, probably, or he yeah. allegedly embezzled a bunch of money. And he may have assets here, whatever. But they'll find those if that if that's yeah. the case. But the bottom line is the guy's broke. Now, Francis Suarez has a lot of money. And any schmuck who listened to him and bought any of this garbage is broke.
3: even less money.
1: <laughs> that's it right? So, so your, so your boy, your, your boy at Carvana, uh, yeah. He, what, what's, what's the line My, Miami coin, Miami coin will make you a millionaire if you started as a billionaire. Yeah.
2: yeah so you- um, yeah, I was, <laughs> I was just about to say that, um, that, uh, <laughs> that Suarez is, it, it, this, this has the same overtones as kind of like the vaccine debate on the right, where it was like, you could tell the difference between the um the the Tucker Carlson, the high level pundit guys who got the memo, like, hey, by the way, like actually do take the vaccine. And but, you know, versus the <laughs> versus the ones who didn't get the memo and like died in like local market. Ra- There's a whole rash of like local market sure. AM radio guys who died in like from the year 2020, like from January 2021 through like the end of last year and Fox
1: Fox News had a vaccine mandate for fuck's sake
2: yeah so while while they were on TV bitching
1: bitching about vaccine you know vaccine mandates they had one in the building and we're all protected from it and you're right these other schmucks who at these yokel you know uh regional am radio regional radio radio state yeah right wing radio stations were dropping uh like flies left and right I mean it was (laughs) just but listen uh, let me tell you Melinda Gates knows exactly where I am on this flat earth every second of every day. I got the chip. I got yeah, the mic. That, Meanwhile, is Elon I was going to say that's like a personal, that's like your Elon own personal Musk,
2: thing that you got going on with her though. That's, that's is like,
1: Elon um, Musk peddling a microchip to be put into your brain now, like literally a microchip to be put in your brain. And it all it took like, was, all it playing? took was
2: the death of something like 5,000 monkeys. He, he, he killed 5,000 monkeys to get, <laughs> to make that happen so you know they just they blew up they spontaneously
1: combusted like a tesla allegedly
2: (laughs) all right so we're heading into our last segment of the of the episode and Billy, you've been very kind uh with your time and we appreciate it but we're gonna quiz you you got me fired up
1: you got me fired up
2: so the name of this quiz t what is it what did we what what did we finally decide on
3: was it Miami Grifters quiz, I don't
2: know. No, no, it was the Miami, oh, no, it was the Miami Guess the Grifter. Guess the Grifter, guess the, guess grifter, the, grifter. Guys, guess the yes. grifter. Okay, so the way that this, uh, it might be easier to just do an example to, for you to understand how we're going to play this game. Billy, you are the contestant, and we are going to uh, ask you things like this, or we're going to posit scenarios like this, and you are going to answer. This one's easy, um, you know, with a father who served as mayor prior to him. Uh, this Miami Grifter it has shuttled who knows how much public money into the realm of crypt- of cryptocurrency uh, all under the auspices of trying to pretend that Miami is a tech hub even though crypto uh, uh, and he was- Dan Gelber <laughs> Dan <laughs> <Gelber's>
1: technically
3: <laughs> almost <laughs>
2: so you get the tone T, T- what
3: were you going to say no I going to say he's also uh, he was seen uh, front-, front court uh, at a heat game uh, with a twenty thousand dollar ticket that we don't know where it came from who's guess the grifter they never they never got to the bottom of that like no, no. we did that, we did we did get to the bottom of that oh okay <laughs> it, it was like it was like a crypto like company that gave it to him
1: yeah but he didn't want it but he didn't want to say he had yeah. no choice eventually he had to disclose yeah yeah
2: uh okay so i'm gonna start us off with our first one and anybody who's been like follow, who had followed me on Twitter back in it's like I think September or something back when when the when the Hurricanes still had a chance of being a decent football team uh, in 2022 um you might have noticed uh, a little back and forth with myself in this particular um billionaire billionaire Ponzi or not uh, not Ponzi skipper grifter this billionaire grifter this billionaire grifter made his money pretty much all on paper uh there's not really much evidence that he's you know actually wealthy or anything allegedly um, th- yeah, allegedly through uh what they call i'm not going to get into this shit because i fucking hate it and i went to business school for four years and i don't want to fucking talk about it but a SPAC ipo uh he SPAC ipo'd his company um that basically is a middleman between medical collections and um the and and debtors the per, and and per, perfect perfect uh miami success story now this hairbrained. um billionaire who is my neighbor who's like lives like two minutes from me uh is uh is uh has a proposal out there to take over one of the last few decent green spaces that we have here in um in in central miami-dade county and turn it into a football stadium um yeah great for the so the dolphins need a new football no not the dolphins a private university that hasn't really been football relevant since um, since before Billy was producing his very first documentary. Uh, so, Billy, name or guess the Miami Grifter. John Ruiz. That is right. Ding, ding, ding. We're going to add in some.
3: Ding, uh,
1: ding, some. Ding, <laughs> may, may I also add that the university he wants to build the stadium for does not want the stadium. They literally don't want the stadium. On the, record, the municipalities the- involved don't want <laughs> Nobody it. Wants Nobody
3: wants it. Nobody wants it. it.
2: Nobody Nobody
1: wants wants it. 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 Full stop. <laughs>
2: He said, "He said he wants to turn this park into uh, into Disney Wise Wide World of Sports." And I was just thinking, like, when's the last time I paid like thirty bucks for a hot dog at Tropical Park? It hasn't been any time recently. <laughs> All right, the next one, Jerry, that's you. Okay, hang on. God damn it, Jerry!
0: I actually don't know this guy very well. He under- t, maybe
3: T, t maybe okay, you should
2: it. do this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he unfriended you. Aw. Yeah. All right. I- when the you, when when okay, I'll do it.
3: I'll do it. Okay, so uh, this guy is a- We're just,
2: we're making friends left and right on this episode. He, we're he, like,
1: right, They're right, gonna right. have first, us be, first,
2: ci- we're gonna be city ambassadors by the time yeah. this-, no, no, no. First, this
1: first, guy... first clue is he unfriended Gerald on Facebook. He'd be like, yeah. that could be any one <laughs> of thousands of people.
3: I know. <laughs> okay, this guy occupies a an, an imp- I, I would say an important and prominent role in the, in the Billy Corbin uh, Miami lore. Uh, he is a <laughs> – I'm just going to give it away. He's a quote-unquote top democratic consultant uh, best known for uh, double dealing when representing Qatar. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that.
1: Christian <laughs> Olvert. Christian <laughs> like, Olvert. You got it, baby. <laughs> I mean like – but that is like – like that – you know, some of, some of these folks, like I said, allegedly – we like – Like shit has to shake out some of these folks, but Christian Olvert, I have no problem saying, is an absolute, utter political (laughs) grifter. I mean, absolutely. Like the Democratic Party has been a non-entity in the state of Florida for over twenty years, and thanks in no small part to people like him, for who don't see uh, uh, elections as campaigns but as robberies, like just as like as banks, as as that he can can just can just steal money from. And I will say that. I have no problem saying that because because steal is not a legal term. <laughs> it's what he, he's <laughs> taking money and not doing the work. That yeah, yeah. is theft in my opinion. Just right. don't
2: tell my bosses.
3: <laughs> no, mind.
1: He, did he? Did he unfriend you yet,
0: David? <laughs> Not <laughs> well, yet. Now. No. I, I,
2: I don't know if I don't even know if I'm friends with him on any platform, but uh, I
0: can't say it's what it was. But I just noticed during the coup in Bolivia when I was like, "This seems bad." That like my friends cr- like count cratered, and I just assume if someone unfriended me in Miami, <laughs> it was around that time. <laughs> That's
2: probably it. Yeah, that was. Fun.
0: <laughs> uh,
2: T, and- you got the next one.
3: Okay. All right. Okay. This one. I think you'll get this one so this guy is uh, a former i believe clerk but worked in the office of catherine fernandez rondo um he was a former uh minority uh house leader for the democrats but uh widely rumored to be a republican plant because of how awful he was at the job and is now uh, in the Never county good. commission where he is, yeah, you know, Keone McGee. Keone McGee, hey, let's go. Yeah.
2: three for three. We got for sure. Three, three for
3: three, for three, three, three baby. Let's go.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this next one for this next one for Billy is like the free spot on the bingo on yeah. the bingo card yeah. Yeah. where it's like I, all I have to say is you know what I'm not gonna go through the whole long-winded thing I'm just gonna say I'll just say what can, I learned can we, should from we do Billy. this should we
1: do this like name that tune format like as soon as I know it I just chime in you, yeah you it?
2: chime in yes exactly well, I've been
1: waiting for you to finish because it's hilarious like some of this shit's just hilarious like just but you know it right away I know it right away yeah <laughs> uh
2: tea uh, teapot. Joe Carollo. Ah, there we go.
0: <laughs>
1: we, should do like a, we should do a lightning round. Here's
3: another, uh, here's a, a, another uh, lightning round. Uh, he took one vote this year that ended his political career.
1: Ken Russell. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I should say disgraced ex-commissioner. Of, of the city of Miami, Ken Russell. I like when they when they resign, even though it's like a law to resign to run. I can now reference him as disgraced, like former commission. You know, like resigned from a. I mean, that 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 poor bastard who
3: was robbed of his last meeting when he was finally going to get affordable <laughs> housing through.
1: He was so oh, close.
3: Oh man! If <laughs> only <laughs> he was so close.
1: It's right there. The la- He waited till the last meeting. <sighs> he waited till the last and meeting to do everything he failed to do for seven years.
3: And that's why oh. you don't procrastinate, kids.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> Joe Carollo and DLP and Christine King of the Hardeman crime family, they're going to snatch that very last meeting away from you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Well that was that was guest the grifter. That was I mean there's so that many characters. Yeah. I mean oh, there's, there's so, so many, many of them.
2: We'll have you back on. We're going to build that out. We we literally built that out in the 15 minutes before you uh joined on the call right now. So we we are going to we're going we're gonna to build that game out a little bit more oh. and have you back on to uh That's a to maybe game. do an great game. I love round. like
1: Yeah, like the single words maybe, just single and see how many words it takes like how many like single yes.
0: word clues it okay. takes okay. me to okay. get that how one many last proper one. nouns.
3: One last one. Uh guest the grifter Marlins Stadium. Go. Who was it?
1: So well, many Manny Diaz. there's so yeah. ma- uh, well, well, hang on. Well, no, no, wait, hang on. There's, there's, there's Manny Diaz. There's Carlos Alvarez. There's Mark Sarnoff. There's Bruno Barrero. There's David Samson. There's Jeff Loria. There's so many, so many. Marlins park uh, grifters there, but um, I'll, I, yeah. I named the, the key ones. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. one of my, one of my, one of my favorite moments, during the final vote for the Marlins Park in the county in Miami-Dade County Commission, uh, Katie Sorensen, uh, then commissioner at the time um, when Bruno Barrero was the chairman and he was blocking all the commissioners who were against the plan from just introducing amendments that would make it slightly a slightly better deal for the taxpayers and their constituents. He was just blocking them, just like any little thing where it's like, can we make it slightly better for for our taxpayers who are going to you know, be, be left carrying the bag on this? And Bruno Burr kept blocking it. And then Katie Sorensen said, um, uh, Chairman, I'd like to offer a friendly amendment to name the venue Bruno Barrero Stadium because he was he was so, he was shilling so hardcore and katie Sorensen is responsible for one of my favorite all-time uh miami headlines um which i keep meaning to do for like a flashback friday um uh or or a throwback thursday um uh because katie Sorensen started this good government initiative which was like workshops at the University of Miami, where people who are interested in running for office who are, or who are already in government, who wanted to learn about the ethics and the laws of being good government. The headline is Katie Sorensen closes good government initiative due to lack of interest. <laughs> yes,
3: yes.
1: I, I remember. That, that, is the, that is the greatest <laughs> Miami Alzheimer. headline. of all. It had plenty of money. It, there was there was no funding issue. In it it was just nobody was signing up yeah. to 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 participate in it. So good government Miami, good government initiative yeah. shuts down due to lack of interest. The sunny well, place oh, yeah. for shady well, people, oh, yeah. Billy. Sunny place <laughs> for
3: shady people.
1: You already
0: know, bro. You already know.
2: <laughs> so Billy, thank you so much for being uh, so generous with your
1: time. Again, where can people uh, find you and um, find God forbid they can find me for as long as it lasts on uh, Twitter. Uh, at Billy Corbin corben looking for a new home if anybody has any uh suggestions uh maybe maybe stacks should build a social media uh platform where we can <laughs> we can go and hodl and uh with our Miami no, clients just and, just and just, just
2: wait any day now with all of the tech companies that are flocking here we'll, we'll they'll somebody's gonna build something we'll be fine.
1: and I'm also on the cesspool that is Instagram also uh at Billy Corbin corben yeah. um and uh, I'm in I'm buying the dip bro I and I'm investing all of my Miami coin in the Boring Company's uh, underwater highways that will be breaking ground on in no time uh here in yes. South Florida. Public
3: well, transportation here we come. The dream is a lim- <laughs> I'm
0: dry- driving my <laughs> Tesla through a limestone tunnel. Baby. <laughs> yeah, it's a- <laughs> just it's just a what just a just a tube oh. of fire, Gerald. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. The Tesla <laughs> like, until it explodes and just like fl- <laughs> breaks the tunnel and floods it and kills like <laughs> yeah. 400 people. Yeah.
2: Until like it goes all Michael. Yeah, it's gonna be Michael Bay. That's
0: all for this episode of Why Are We Like This. Be sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts for more episodes or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us at wawlt.com walt. Follow us on Twitter Nurt. at Walt Show and on TikTok at Walt Show. You can walt. also email us at Walt at allpointswest.net. Until next time, this was Why Are We Like This. Walt Mafia Rising.